Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects, and Denver Rubber Company is an essential business and has filled so many needs for several industries across this country in this crazy time. DRC remains open to supply products to other essential businesses such as medical, military, defense, government, wind, energy, and food beverage industries. They've been around since 1972, and they are the best at what they do, as well as being family-owned and operated here in Denver. Being diehard sports fans and big followers of this podcast, DRC is known for cutting and supplying rubber snowplow blades, but they also provide custom cut rubber, foam gaskets, hose assemblies, metal parts, and pretty much everything else under the sun as well. With their industry knowledge and their precise manufacturing capabilities, DRC is committed to supporting your needs, especially during these times. Be sure to call them today for any of your project needs at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnbr. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J. T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. With over a thousand different varieties of beer to try, they can hook you up with both pickup from either of their locations or delivery if you live nearby. I stick with my Breck Brew, but you can order just about any type of alcohol under the sun from them. They are a great option for that, and you can sign up for their app and loyalty program to get some great deals. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. It is Thursday. This is the day of the NFL draft, so a lot of busy minds and busy thoughts going on everywhere, <laughs> including here in DNVR. Uh, a lot of people listening to this that don't care. Yes, also but true. Why that is meaningful? <clears throat> but why that is meaningful is because you and I are part of the big DNVR NFL draft production that we are running. Uh, throughout the weekend or throughout the draft indeed so we've got a lot of work to do and not a lot of time left to do it so we are going to be doing a little bit different kind of a show today yep decided to change things up still hockey related of course but uh yeah. we're gonna have some I promise we're not gonna do nfl draft stuff on our show. no we will not be doing that <laughs> but we are gonna have some fun with this one and and change it up a little bit and AJ and I are going to build our NHL starting lineups out of only ELCs. Yep. And since the uh, the season got interrupted and technically didn't finish, guys who are still on ELCs right now count. Correct. Anyone who is on an ELC in the 1920 season, we're counting. So... I think it'll be an interesting take. It's something I kind of wanted to do. One, obviously, all the talk we've had about the Calder situation. Two, mm-hmm. it does show something that we've talked about and just how important ELCs have become in the NHL to successful yep. cup-challenging teams. There are elite-level <clears throat> players on ELCs all over the place. Yep. There are going to be very good players that don't end up in our... Yeah, our aren't even drafted. And exactly. <clears throat> our little 12-person draft that we're about to do. Yep. So, I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, well, I guess we don't have to waste any more time. 
We didn't decide who gets the first pick. AJ, I'll just give it to you if you want it. Uh, I'll let you have it. I like even numbers. Okay, fair enough. I mean, <clears throat> I spent all of last episode railing on AJ for going defenseman first. <laughs> but here I am. Just take him. And I'm going to take Kale. Okay. The only the only player that it was a conversation of not taking Kale for me was Peterson. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have a kid that's a potential generational talent at his position compared to the other ELC options out there. Peterson's amazing. Just cannot pass up on Kale. So. Fair enough. I don't think we have a ton to say about Kale that hasn't already been said on this podcast, basically. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, and I am going to take Pedersen. Okay. No no big surprises with picks one and two, then. Um, I actually took Pedersen in our fantasy draft last year. Did you really? I don't even remember yeah, that. he was my first round pick, so. The faith is, is strong in this one. <clears throat> faith isn't going anywhere on that guy. All right. So off to a strong start. Um, Pedersen, obviously not. The one thing I worry about with him is his aging curve, which he's 20, well, or just turned 21, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll be, he's got plenty and plenty of plenty of good years left. Mm-hmm. But I wonder when he turns 30, if he'll still be able to play the same way. I'm more curious about where the ceiling is. Also fair. Um, I'm I'm more curious if he's like a, 75 point guy more years than not and then he has like one like big like you know has the career year where he scores 92 or something right um i just don't know i just don't really know where that tops out i could he could be a 95 point guy and that would be totally believable he could be a 75 point guy and that would be totally believable yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not. The, I'm not sure where the ceiling is there, and because I think it's probably closer to 75, I'm, I'm not as high on him like uh, as I think a lot of others are. I mean, that's the thing about ELC players, right? There's not a much of a track record to go <laughs> off of. Sure, but like with a guy like Makar, you and I are both like he's making the Hall of Fame, and like, we true. don't think yeah. twice about it. Yeah. But with with Patterson, we're both. Uh, I'm I'm very in the. Uh, well, you know, we'll see. Kind of boat. Yeah, it's. I struggle he's with that a, Vancouver team. He, he's extremely good player. Yeah, that <laughs> Vancouver team does seem to have a knack for a bit of scoring by committee, though. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid group. Yeah. So, no. certainly uh, no qualms with him at two. Honestly, like I said, you could probably make an argument for him at one if you wanted a center. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I honestly paused yeah. before I took him. I, I thought about it, and then I was like, you yeah. <laughs> know. All right. Because I really do like Matt Varzell that much. I do think that he is very much in the same neighborhood of player. Maybe getting a little bit more well-rounded. Guy who's played under trots and all that. Yeah, well, and he plays more. He plays quite a bit more. Barzell sure. does. He plays more. He has. He gets more ice time uh, than than Pedersen does because he is a little bit more well-rounded. He does a lot. He does a few things more. Man, Pedersen shot seventeen percent this year. That's high. <clears throat> It is. Um. Okay. Anyway, we so could Dominic Kubalik. Yeah, nineteen percent for him. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, I will not be picking Kubalik. But no, if you're if you want him, he's on the table. Uh, it's your pick. So well, I'm I'm just gonna continue doing things that AJ loves here. And I'm gonna go well, sort of. I'm going wing before center, which is which is me. But I'm taking AJ's bay in Svechnikov. All right, we're done with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. 
He doesn't get his defenseman first, and he doesn't get Svech, because Svech just... He's the best winger on an ELC right now. I, I guess if you call Dubois a winger, which he has been a little bit, but you could make a case for him. But I think Svech is the biggest winger in the class, and there's enough quality centers a la Barzell, specifically, that unless AJ's taking Barzell and throwing him on the wing, I think there's the depth there. Uh, I'm not. Um, he is, I mean, Barzell's a center, so it would be cheating for me to be Right. I, I had assumed we were going positionally, <laughs> so I'd I, I be mean, safe. Like, but... you, you and I are on the up and up. We're yeah. not going to, you know. It's, it seems like that would be me- messed up for me to be like, oh. Well, since you he took Svetch. Well, he, he, play, he played wing when John Tavares was here. <laughs> but mostly, I just want a team that scores some lacrosse goals. Is why I picked Svetch. Because I think the lacrosse goal is the coolest thing to happen to hockey in like a decade. And that's what I got to say about that. Sweet. I'm all about it. <laughs> all right. So I have Makar on the back end and Svetch on the wing. You have Pedersen right now. Yeah, and I am taking a defenseman now. Okay. Um, I'm staying consistent with how I want to build the team. I preach about it. It's not like I'm going to turn around and be like, well, let's throw it in the bin just because Svechnikov was there. Nope. I wanted my center, and now I want my defenseman, uh, and I'm taking Haskinen. Okay. Haskinen, good pick. It's definitely someone I was eyeing. To potentially throw alongside Makar and just have a I was not silly pair. Let you play him next to Kim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you made him your second pick, then that's your priority, and I would have been fine with that. But yeah, and I, then you have Pedersen Svetch, and I feel bad about that forward core. So <laughs> I wouldn't have taken Svetch. Really? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I would have taken. I would have taken a defenseman because I believe in that's how you build the team. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so. We both have a defenseman. We both have a forward. Um, Haskinen, obviously, stud of a defenseman, very offensively capable in a in a body that honestly he's still probably not fully grown into. Not at all. And uh, he's not going to be small. We'll put it that way. <laughs> he can he can be a well. He's only six one listed, but still he mm-hmm. he's a bit of a force on the ice. Uh, Hard to hard to argue against that one. Um, <clears throat> I think mm, the big thing that's really holding Haskin in back is the team he plays for. Yeah, I mean, it, the decor he's on too is is kind of all over the place too, right? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, with um, Klingberg and Stephen Johns, I believe. Yeah, he just got back from injury. Yeah, but it I, that whole Dallas team is just built super <clears throat> weird, honestly. Yeah, uh, S. L. Lindell is the other one. Yeah, like their that big they guy. signed like forever. Their, yeah, he's like their third guy. They're like big three that, yeah. that they sort of build and rotate around. And Klingberg gets all the offensive minutes that um, you know Makar and Hughes are getting in their respective cities. Yep. So that's that's why uh, Hayskinen's offensive numbers are just a touch lower. But I mean, he's a he's a he's a beast. Very, very good. Yep, he's very good. All right. Well, two picks down for each team. Time to crack a Breck brew here, as they are our official partner here at DNVR. They are amazing. Whether it be their Vanilla Porter Junior, their Avalanche Amber Ale, or you name it, the Colorado Core, the Strawberry Sky. You can't go wrong when you pick a Breck Brew. That's why I usually stick with their 12 or 15 can or bottle sampler packs. They're it, This is not just a sponsor. They have legitimately become my favorite beer company in the world. So it's yeah. <laughs> it, it works out great for me that I can just get their products whenever I want and it's awesome. I I have no complaints and nothing but praise. They're they're an amazing company, and I'm sure you've seen me drinking their beer on multiple occasions by now. If you're a regular of of anything DNVR, and 
they're offering a great deal for those of you who live nearby the farmhouse down in Littleton. You can swing by and pick up your beer as well as a meal and get $5 off when you use code DNVR. You can give them a call at 303-803-1380. Schedule pickup from noon to 8 p.m. They'll bring your order right out to your car and leave it there for you so you can keep your quarantine life going as normal. And Remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. So giving a shout-out to them or a shout-out to DNVR on Twitter when you use that service, it helps out everyone. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, another great place to get your Breckenridge brew. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. We're drafting our all-ELC team in the NHL right now. We have two players each. I went with Makar and Svech. AJ went with Pedersen and Haskinen. On to the third round. Can I ask you a real quick question? Sure. That I literally just thought of? Sure. How different is history if the Avs get Haskinen? I mean... And and let's just assume Makar does not go, does not land in the central. Sure. Say so they get the third pick and, and Haskinen was their guy. So, Haskinen jumps into the team quicker, obviously. So, he would have been on last year's team. Right. Like, the full season. Yeah. So, it probably makes it a little bit more difficult for Ryan Graves to find a spot. Do you think Sam Gerrard still happens? Probably. I mean, I think the reality there is not that different, right? The Avs still had to move out Matt Duchesne. Right, but I'm saying, you know, would they have maybe targeted Dante Fabro instead of Sam Gerrard? Mm, no, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I hope not, personally. <laughs> I still think Sam Gerrard is a better defenseman than Dante Fabro in every way. Mm-hmm. So... um. I'd like to think they would have targeted Gerard anyway. I, I think when they targeted him, they believed in some offensive upside in him anyway. So, I I don't think it changes that much when it comes to Gerard. to be okay. honest with you. I was just curious. I, I guess the other questions become... Maybe, with a, with a player like Haskinen, maybe you also look at is Z on this team right now as someone they obviously they're looking to move out now. Does it accelerate that process? I wonder if it has an effect on Byram at all. I yeah, would think that, probably not, but given the way the draft played out, I assume in the ab spot, you just take Byram anyway, but yeah, exactly. Like I think, I think just sort of how it all worked out, but I wonder what does the world look like if Colorado wins those two lotteries too? Maybe that, maybe we should pod that another day. Where they end up with what, like Hishier and? Well, they had they they had Patrick, so they would have ended okay. up with Nolan Patrick well, and Jack Hughes. Okay, boy, what a world that would be! Uh very different. Um, yeah, maybe losing the lottery is not such a big deal. <laughs> All right. Although I still think Jack Hughes is going to be a stud. I I think he'll be extremely strong as well. I I'm still pulling for Patrick. I always liked the kid. Mm-hmm. But the dude's just and injured all the time. I mean, how frustrating must that be for him? Yeah. Every single year, it's like there's something going on. Yep. I just, I don't know. Somebody should just give him a hug. I can tell you, I will not be picking Nolan Patrick. Is he, this would be the last year of his ELC, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't be taking him either. I mean, if we were doing deeper lineups, definitely would be there somewhere. Oh, but. yeah, I would think so. That uh, that Jack Hughes guy also would be here somewhere if we were going deeper. Yeah, yeah. He honestly, to to be real, my my center depth would have um, my center depth like rankings. Um, it would be Pedersen, Barzell, Hughes, Barzell, and then Hughes and then Sorelli and then Dubois. You like Sorelli better than Dubois, huh? I do. I <clears throat> I really like Sorelli. I think that there's just 
I think there's something very special there. Okay. I mean, so I right now I couldn't pick him over Dubois, but I don't have to pick Dubois either because my third round yeah. pick is going to be I'm just building AJ's team today, I guess, as I'm going with Barzell. <laughs> and I've got Svech, Barzell and Makar, so Somebody somebody could blindly look at this and be like, I know which one. This AJ's one's AJ's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly glad. I'm glad you took Barzell. It's just the right play there. I mean, <clears throat> I, given the lineup that I've built here, it's going to be a lineup that is kind of a good at everything. Mm-hmm. And Barzell makes the most sense. More offensive upside than than a Dubois when it comes to a, a well-rounded type of player. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Svetch, who is going to kind of be that bigger, heavier winger, can get down deep into the zone, do that type of thing. Still extremely talented, not taking that away from him at all, but mm-hmm. Barzell's going to be the talented guy down the middle who can distribute the puck. And then obviously Makar being Makar on the back end. So definitely. That's such a nasty lineup. Yep. I mean, it, it's fun when you get to pick at the top of the ELC pool. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, this is this lineup is already going up against Pedersen and Haskinen, so let's see what the third piece is there. <laughs> well, because you're building uh because you're building an unstoppable monster of a lineup, um, I'm gonna take another defenseman and go with Rasmus Stalin. Okay. I I expected that. I I had pretty much assumed I wasn't getting Dolling, so Yeah. That's man. I was really worried you were gonna put Rasmus Dolling and Kill McCarr <laughs> together and I was gonna be like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> that, see, I I wasn't too worried about that. I, I feel fine with the, the defensive depth left on the board. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to throw caution to the wind, I could still go with Fox, but I don't think I that's mean, what I'll end up doing. You have Quinn Hughes just sitting there that I'm no longer allowed to take. Yeah. I <clears throat> I, I don't know that I would take him. Like, as fun as a Makar-Hughes pairing would be, I don't think it makes yeah. a ton of sense if yeah, you're building that's... a starting five, six, whatever. So this is the reason, this right here is the reason I did not take Hughes, is because... Um, I believe more in the long-term two-way ability of both of the guys that I've taken in Haskin and in Darlene. Agreed. And well, I think Hughes is going to be an all-star and he's going to be one of, one of the faces of the defense in the next 10 years in the NHL. <clears throat> um, I don't, I just don't buy that his defensive game is going to hold up long-term. And the offense will be there, but between Haskin and Dalene, I have two guys that I'm I'm confident can be forty to fifty point guys for me every year while also playing elite elite defense. Yeah, I every team nah not every team, but twenty eight teams in the league would be stoked to have a pairing of Haskin and Dahlin as their top pairing for the next decade. Like I mean, just to start that off, like that's Yeah. Those guys can play twenty six minutes a night. Easily. Right. And you just roll them out there and you don't even think about it. Like it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Definitely. Um so <clears throat> the beast of a defense versus the <laughs> This offensive juggernaut yeah. that you're building? Yeah, kind of, that's kind of what this is shaping into. Um, I do want to fair things up a little bit. It's not really fair because I got to pick first in the first three rounds, but let's have you pick first in the last three, just so you can drive the ship a little bit here in the second half. Um. Okay. I, well, um, I'm not taking a goalie. I I will wait. Given the goalie availability on ELCs, it's kind of just yeah. I'm I'm good. Um, what I do really want to do though is I want to get <clears throat> I want to add somebody that's going to put the puck in the net. Kind of do me dirty here. I don't know. Am I? Because 
Um, I'm gonna put Alex to bring yeah. on mine. Yeah. Okay, you did me dirty. <laughs> nice. Glad I made you pick first. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm putting Debrinkat next to Patterson, and it's a little, it's, it's, we definitely have a size problem. Mm hmm. But, uh, you know. Also gonna I'm, just I'm, skate circles around people and snipe pucks. <laughs> right. Like the playmaking, the, the, the combination of playmaking and shooting between those two guys is gonna be nasty. And like you look at you look at Debrincat's year this year, he only has eighteen goals. I say only, but he only shot nine percent. And we we know that there's much better there. Yep. It's yeah that that kid is way too good a shooter to yeah. hang around at nine percent. Yeah, this this that's one where you're like not worried about him repeating that. Yep. All right. Well, especially next, uh, especially next to the these guys, um, well, I'm, I'm definitely not not concerned. Yeah, building that out. This this game is gonna get super interesting there because both offense and defense is is starting to round out. And as, as much as I'd love to go for a Quinn Hughes or or a super strong Adam Fox. Adam Fox being a righty as well, I will avoid that. But I went with two lefties. I know, but that's more of a personal thing where I like my my D. I also know Darlene plays on the right side. Yeah, a, a lot of the uh, the Euros play offhand, so you're real quiet. Sorry, I was mostly talking to myself. Go ahead. <laughs> He's thinking out his draft strategy <laughs> live. <laughs> Get the scouts yeah. on that. Lip read it for that's, me. That's right. Just... <laughs> um, okay, but I am going to finish out my decor here. Because really, I could wait, but th that feels a little unfair. It feels like gaming the system yeah. because we're not allowed to take other positions. Right, exactly. Which I appreciated you not doing with Barzell because you were like, well, I don't have to take a center now. <laughs> yeah, it, that's... I don't want to game the system. We're trying to... It goes against the spirit of what we're Yeah, exactly. We're just trying to build ELC teams under semi-fair rules, at least. Yeah. Um, so, I'm taking Chabot here. Okay. And rounding I... out my defense with that. I was really tempted. Yeah. Um, because I think he's... I think the guys that we've taken on defense... Um, Haskin and Darlene Shabbat and Makar are four of like the six guys are, who are going to define the, the this generation of blue liners basically yeah <laughs> exactly and also add in there Quinn Hughes um, and you know maybe Bowen Byron <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy I guess he's technically on an ELC could have took him but <laughs> I mean, technically, so Sam Gerard. That's true. Uh, I take. So. I love Sammy, but I'm taking Chabot over Sammy every yeah. single time. I mean, right? Like I'm. It's certainly nothing against him. Yep. If we were building, if we were building, maybe we should have gone top six and top fours. Um. Yeah, maybe deeper, deeper lineups. Then we would have had some really hard choices to make there. Yeah, but I I love Shabbat and and he's already showing the ability to play. He's averaging twenty six minutes a night. Yeah, and like you can look at Ottawa's defense and be like, oh well, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know what? But a twenty two year old playing twenty six minutes a night is crazy. You know what everyone used to think Cody CC was, as in like a good defenseman that munches a ton of minutes. Yeah. That's what Thomas Chabot is to me. Yeah, and then, oh, by the way, he's also fantastic offensively. Yeah, just, you know, a 55-point season in 1819 in his yeah. rookie year. <laughs> right. And regressed a good bit on the, the goal scoring specifically this season, but still was on going to have a beyond 40-point season mm -hmm. as an extremely solid defenseman on a bad, bad Ottawa team. Yeah, I mean we're 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 trash talking Ottawa, but 
there are going to be multiple Ottawa players picked in this. Oh, yeah. They're, that's the thing about Ottawa is they're not very good right now, but their ELC pool is fantastic. Oh, man, it's going to be two years from now. I think the Senators are going to be really, really interesting to watch. Yep. They have a ton of young talent. Well, and they're about to get two top five picks. All right. Well, so they are going to add... They're gonna. They're probably gonna add two guys to their NHL roster from the upcoming draft. Yep. And to take my mind off of that fact for a minute, it's time to talk about WG, WGT Golf, our newest sponsor here over at DNVR. Well, us here on the Avs Pod, we've been sponsored by them before, so we're pretty familiar with them. But I'm super excited for it this time around with all the stuff that we have planned, including DNVR Clubhouse Tournaments is one of the biggest things. Play you guys, and I'm, I'm working on it. I'll get there. I'll get my scores down a little bit, so, you know, I'm not just a total pushover. But you can download WGT Golf at dnvrgolf.com, and it's the most popular golf game in the world. Super realistic as... I mentioned the other day, I'm still terrible at putting in the virtual space on WGT Golf, which is just like the real world. So it's actually kind of a blast, blasting through those courses. It feels a lot better when you get on a uh, on a hole on the tee where you have the wind helping you, because then you can hit the ball about 30 to 40 yards further and you feel good. But... Either way, very strong. Yes, exactly. You're watching it fly, and you're like, "Yeah, just chew." <laughs> so it's the it's the best, man. I it's a good way for me to feel like I'm almost doing sports at least in this quarantine time. And <laughs> true, <laughs> they have a bunch of awesome courses too, including Pebble Beach, Beth Plage Black, St Andrews. So you can play a bunch of classics. Super excited as as we delve into this more. I played it on stream a little bit the other day, and it should be awesome having tournaments and watching the Tiger Woods of the WGT join our clubhouse and shoot like a 22 under or something ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, Just shred. Yeah. Join us today. This is something we're doing as a community that should be a ton of fun. So dnvrgolf.com and download WGT today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. We picked four of our six players. Both of us have held off on the goalie, and we both have a forward left to pick with AJ on the clock. So I have a size problem. A little bit. And uh, I'm going to, it's not really solve it, but I'm going to address it. And I am going to pick uh, from everybody's favorite hockey family. And yeah. I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk. Definitely saw that one coming. Yeah. Everybody that knows me knows I love the Kachuks. Yep. I'm not going not gonna to make too much of an argument there. I mean, he's no Matthew <laughs> Kachuk, but he's good. He is. I mean, he really is. And you consider that he ha- has... The Ottawa teams he's played on haven't been very good. And he's been a 20-goal guy the first couple of years. It's not hard to believe that he could have a very Landeskogian career ahead of him. Yeah, I think. As a very good two-way guy, some physicality, some snarl, a little bit of trolley, you know, has... Has the Kachuk. Yeah, Yeah, right. Is a Kachuk. (laughs) Um, We'll give you 20 goals a year. Um, I'd like to see the, the, the assist numbers get goosed a little bit, but that's sure. one where it's also. Yeah. Because AJ has a bit of a, a lag blink there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did I? Yep. So <clears throat> anyway, Brady Kachuk, physicality, skill, two way play, very good career ahead of him. Um, Looking, looking forward to seeing what he does, and and I think he would go very nicely next to uh, Patterson and DeBrincat and and round out my my forwards. And yeah. I mean Hayskin and Dalene on defense. Honestly, I love that. I'm high fiving myself about that part of it. <laughs> I would have difficulty arguing with that one. Um, see, here's the thing. I don't feel like I have a size problem at all. 
So ladies, <laughs> manscaped uh, <laughs> makes it look bigger. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm gonna go a little bit, a little bit off the board here, maybe for some. This is a player I've loved for a long, long, long time, uh, dating back to his draft year. In Kyler Yamamoto. Okay. As my third forward and winger. Uh, Obviously, didn't play a ton this year, but did have 26 points in 27 games for the Oilers. Granted, you know, he gets to play next to some superstars sometimes, but... Yeah, that McDavid and that dry subtle guy are pretty good. But I've always been a big fan of his, was super excited to see him have the breakout year and, and be a the type of player that I think he can be, which is very, very yeah, very versatile and talented on the offensive side. Yes, he's Alex DeBrincat sized. So, since AJ Snipe my pick there, we'll just look for, you can put him in a DeBrincat jersey and you wouldn't even know. It's not DeBrincat, basically. <laughs> nice. Um, but, any other temptations there? Um, I was considering a couple things in in the top. Like I said, not a huge fan of Kubalik personally. Uh, Dubois isn't really a winger, so I didn't really right. count him. Uh, same thing with uh, Golovson there. I I don't have faith that there's the consistency in his game. Um. I thought about DeBrusque because I love his game. See, I thought about Thomas. Yeah, Thomas, um, again, I kind of dismiss because he's a, he's really a center. Yeah, I know. They finally, but... they finally moved him there this year, but has played a lot of wing just to try and get into that lineup. But he's, he's legitimate. There's no... Robert Thomas is going to be a problem for the Avs yep. for a long time. Yep. I mean, that guy has 42 points, and he's averaging 14 minutes a night. Yeah, he's he is very, very talented. And yeah, he's 19 years old. Like, his... He's pretty good. Never, never really was looking at, at most of these other guys, though. Like, Keller, nah. Uh, I thought about Keller just because the versatility is like he could, he could fit anywhere. Sure. But... Uh, it just felt like at individual position each each time I came up to pick and I was I was looking at forward, I like Kachuk more and I like Debrincat more for different reasons. Keller just felt a Keller. little too safe, right? Like I'd rather take my swing on Yamamoto there. Yeah, I think safe is a good, like I would have gone with Capo Caco before I went. With also, Keller. someone I looked at and I thought that's where you were going when you when you said Yamamoto and then you were like, oh, I've loved him for a long time, and I'm like. Well, it couldn't have been that long. Yeah, I I love I love Kako too, but yeah. As as much as I think he'll be just fine, the season was a little bit disappointing for Kako. Um, I think I think I think it was disappointing because Jack Hughes is making the uh, he's kind of making the the he's a, it's the first time we've ever seen a guy make the jump from yeah. The USHL. Massive jump, small player. We kind of expected this out of Hughes. Right. We very much expected that he would have sort of this adjustment period. And also, insanely snake bit. Like, yeah. That he's had such an unlucky year. He and Makar are ringing posts like champs. And it's been crazy. Yeah. And Kako, you know, because of the size and because he was playing in Finland. And certainly because of Finland's success in producing young stars recently, you started to feel very comfortable with the idea Kakao was going to be a breakout player this year. Yep. In year one. And it was just so many struggles. And then his last game should have had a should have had a goal, but Pablo Francois's left toe said no so. <laughs> and I, I will say Kako's quality of teammates has not been great. I believe his nope. his most common line mate this year was uh, Cheadle. I I really like Filipino, but I this is the 
the Rangers are a really good example of what happens when you just try to go with the kids. Yeah. And say, okay, well, you know, who's going to sink or swim? Because and, and you just there's waves of inconsistency, basically. Right. Yeah. And they're setting themselves up for one of these guys to give them their own Tyson Jost problem. Yep. And that sucks. That sucks for whichever guy it ends up being. That sucks for the organization. And it's it's a good reminder that like as much as as much as you want to just. Oh, just play the kids. Who cares? You know, that there's, there is a future there that you do kind of have to protect them a little bit. And then there's on the other side of that, you have a guy like Jack Roslevic in Winnipeg who like cannot get an opportunity. Right. Couldn't buy one. Yeah. They've got, they've got, they have an injury issue. They've got whatever. And Jack Roslevic is not getting that opportunity. (laughs) They are not giving it. They're like, Oh, Let's pick somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with somebody else. And like, maybe there's a reason for that, that I'm just not aware of. And as a guy who really liked Roslevic in his draft year, I'm obviously slanted towards his side of this, but it's, it's interesting to see different situations like that, you know, where like Roslevic just cannot seem to break through and get that consistent ice time. And then, you know, you look, you look elsewhere and, you know, Rupe Hints and Dennis Gurionov in Dallas are all of a sudden having these big breakouts just when the stars absolutely needed them. Especially Gurionov and his 20 goals and nine assists. <laughs> yeah. As is tradition with the two of us, it is the last round and we have goalies to pick. As not only are we dealing with goalie voodoo here, we're dealing with ELC goalie voodoo. The strongest kind. Uh, AJ, you have the board. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Feels like throwing darts in the dark, basically, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Samsonov. Solid pick. The Washington uh, I, route, always safe. <laughs> have always, have always liked him. Just think that he's the future there. Um, really, I, I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be a stud. But my love of Carter Hart. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Samsonov, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it with. Shouts to Carter Hart, who I am very, very fond of. Yeah. If I wanted to complete the AJ team build, I would pick Carter Hart. Uh, But I'm not. I'm going to swing away from that one. And we're going to take a chance on on the other young... Well, I guess there's a bunch of young Ruskies here, but... Yeah, it's a pretty good Russian list. <laughs> I'm going with the uh, the one... Well, they're both in New York, even. I, yeah. I'm i going with Gorgiev, all right? Really? Yep. I think That's... Shesterkin's overrated. Okay. And a little bit little bit more sample size than Georgiev. He also, in one of those games, just straight stonewalled the Avs, so maybe there's a little bit bias there, but it is what it is. I, Like I said, I'm, I'm not too worried about my goalie pick. I feel like I'm throwing darts in the dark on these guys. With- I honestly really like this group, though. The, the Between Blackwood, Hart, Georgiev, Samsonov, and Chesterkin, Oh yeah, but I I think that's a super solid group. Even a guy like Caden Primo, uh, I think is really intriguing. Adam Warner could be a guy that we have the conversation with. Uh, the Minnesota kid, uh, Kakinen, yeah, I think is is very intriguing as well. There are definitely at the top end here. There are NHL starters, and there's a bunch of dudes that I would not be surprised at all to see hanging around the the NHL for a long time on this list. And Mackenzie Blackwood finally, like, yeah, really, took just him. when you were ready to give up on him, yep, really took that step forward this season and and made this 
very interesting for me anyway. I thought it was, ooh. Well, New Jersey had uh, basically no other choice. And maybe that's what they needed. Yeah. Hey, we've got no other option here. We're going to this kid, and we're just going to let him work through it. Yeah. I. Sometimes you need that. Other times that destroys a goaltender. So <laughs> it feels like yeah. a bit of a coin flip at times, but never my uh, never my strong suit. So I await uh, the shouting goaltenders for why I'm a fool for taking Georgiev. But always my favorite part of the day when the, the goalie guys tell me how wrong I am. It's... I won't say favorite, but it's interesting. It's just like, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Now I know why I'm dumb. Thank you. Exactly. Good learning experience. Yeah. And like the goalie guys are always great in letting you know, like, oh, this guy. Here are the 12 technical reasons why you're a derp. And this guy that I like better is really the man. Jesus. Okay. I mean, if you're going to lay it out for me step by step. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't realize I was so stupid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, ending the show with us being stupid seems like the way to go out. So who wins? Uh, let's I've got Kachuk, Pedersen, Dabrinkat, Haskinen, Dalian, Samsonov. You have Svechnikov, Barzell, Yamamoto, Shabbat, Makar, and Gorgiev. Boy. <laughs> pretty good teams. I'd love to see a seven game series with those starting six. Yeah. Yeah. We just, you know, we need to do like with what we're doing with everything else in the world right now. We just need to fire up an NHL 20 simulation and see how it goes. And <laughs> just let it rip 5v5 it. Yeah. Yeah. 5v5 and then have Drew take on one of our, one of our listeners. There we go. Sounds fair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, boy. I honestly, it really could be a coin flip here. Um, yeah, I, I, maybe we'll set something up like that, and we'll have the results for you on Friday's pod, or, or honestly, it'd probably take till Monday. But I had fun with this one, setting up all the ELCs, and and I think we accomplished my goal here in saying, look, these are players that have all been in the league for less than three years. And this, these teams are absolutely stacked. Yeah. So. Yeah. How many hall of fame players do you think come out of this list? Um, at least a few, if not like five or six. I've got, I think three. I mean, Makar really will have a will have a good whirl at it. Dalin, I've got I've got Makar, Svechnikov, Svech and Dalin. Okay, with Haskinen and Pedersen as like outside, yeah, yeah, as like the ones that I would believe in the strongest. Um, the goalies. No way I would have that kind of faith ever in a goaltender. No, <laughs> certainly not from this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, that just goes to show how young and how early talents is getting to the NHL. And again, these guys are some of the cheapest players in the NHL as well, despite being for now, now. two years, three years from now, this is going to be all the expensive dudes. As soon as the ELCs expire, prices go up quick. I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't think any of these guys are going to be uh, Yamamoto, maybe, um, and the goalies probably. But the skaters, I don't know that there will be much in the way of bridge deals going on here. Yeah, I. Boy, I don't know that any of these dudes get bridge deals. To be honest with you, maybe like, Yamamoto is like yeah. a weird pick, but other than that, Yamamoto just because of the timing and yeah. the lack of record. But these other guys, I mm, like. I don't know what Chicago's going to do this summer with the with the print cat. Yeah, it's that's the story of the NHL right now. Is how much can you get out of your ELCs before? Excuse me, you have to pay the piper. Yeah, well, and that was the big thing with uh, with Chicago and with the print cat. Oh, he already has a bridge deal. 
Well, there you go. I forgot he signed that. Uh, three years at six point four million. It's not much of a bridge. Yeah, that's a pretty expensive bridge. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's not. That's not really a bridge at all. That's like a drawbridge. Yeah, it's you're paying him, but you're not getting the term. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. That's yeah, and they needed they needed that because now he's their third most expensive player starting next year. Is to bring cat. That's. They needed to succeed when he was costing them 800k. Pretty much. This but, is only going to get harder for them now because as they still Jonathan Taves is still 31 years old and and their defense know. is still all over the place. Oh my gosh. That well they've they've committed. Yeah. They're stuck you know, basically. Only and Connor Murphy are they, they like committed to these guys. Yep. And you know, we're watching them actively try and make shit up to get rid of Brent Seabrook. <laughs> yeah, it's they're in a tough spot, so. Yeah, and Duncan Keith still has three more years to go, even so. Like Right. They're I don't know, that's I mean, they got three cups, so you know what? This is what comes around goes around a little bit. Yeah. Definitely, but I mean, you look at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh just reloaded and kept on going. I mean, yes, they also picked up some questionable contracts in recent times, but yeah, but they also turn them out. They get rid of them when they when they're bad. They're like, "Oop, this is bad." And That's they, true. They find a way out. That's true. Also, having ever consistent ELC talent to rely on helps. But yeah, having an actual development system that just churns quality for you, yeah, is such an advantage. Yep. So. There you go. Uh, point made, I guess. We're going to get out of here for today's show. As always, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. All the NFL draft stuff obviously going on, so not live with this one. Me? No, I said if you're a fan of the NFL, anybody? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big coverage. We need to be where you're at tonight. Yep. We got the whole live setup. It's going to be dope. We got... We're going full full bore here. We got graphics. We got the whole nine. Yep. And production. It's going to be fun. Hope y'all join us. If you want to just chill and eat munchies, then I recommend Mile High Green Cross as one of our partners. And you can sign up for their loyalty program to get 20% off your entire purchase once every single month. Be sure to tag them. Let them know. Just want to chill on the couch and watch the draft. I'm saying, have some munchies. They're the place to go. They're conveniently located at 9th and Broadway with parking in the back, so they're super easy to get in, get what you need, and to take off in less than nine minutes for the average customer. And again, 20% off. If you haven't used them yet, why not? Go in. Now is the time. Hang out with us and watch some awesome DNVR draft productions. We will talk to you on Friday. Or avalanche with Hapoli and Rudo. DMPR avalanche with Hapoli and Rudo. DMPR avalanche with Hapoli and Rudo. DMPR avalanche with Hapoli.